Welcome everyone to the Reinvent Relevance podcast, where we dive headfirst into what it takes to move your career from where you are to where you want it to be. We call it at Merrifield, Reinventing Your Relevance, embracing the change to do the work worth doing. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, and joining me today is Cindy Verduce. She is the career director, uh, the director of the Career Center, excuse me, uh, at Indiana Tech, Indiana Institute of Technology, uh, if you want to be formal, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and located throughout the state of Indiana these days. And she's going to join us today and go over, uh, we're going to find out how her career progressed, how she ended up in higher education. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what those who are looking to go back to school to reinvent the relevance or those who are coming out of school might want to know going into today's topsy-turvy job market. Cindy, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to awesome. be here. Awesome. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Technical issue on my end. There we go. <laughs> well, we'll just dive head straight into it. You started out in recruiting, as I, as I seem to know, and, and then or as little bird told me, I should say, and then you ended up in higher education. Tell us a little about that journey and how you went from being a headhunter and all the things you've done to where you are today. Well, you know, I think originally back in the day, I, I was very interested in being an attorney. Um, being a woman in the 70s who was smart and uh, could talk, that was kind of the, the peg hole that they would place when it was like, oh, you ought to be an attorney. So I went to school, started studying history, um, which I was good at and I enjoyed, but it was kind of missing something. So I got really involved in different student organizations on campus. Um, I was a leader on campus. Uh, I was the chairman for Panhellenic, which is the Greek organizations at the University of South Carolina, a very large school. Um, first female attorney general for student government. So I was, I was really interested and had really good relationships with lots of different advisors and the people who worked on campus. And I guess I'd never thought of, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a college administrator. <laughs> you know, that was definitely not career day for me. Uh, and so after I finished my history degree, I decided to get a degree in um, student personnel services, higher education administration. But I kind of wanted to hedge my bets because while I did enjoy it, I was very interested in, hum well, back in the day, it was called employee relations and personnel. That tells you how old <laughs> yes. it was before the term yeah. uh, human resources was ever invented. So I, I did a cognate or a, a minor in that in graduate school, uh, thinking I might like to do that. And we have a very, very good program at the University of South Carolina in that. And so it just seemed like a good idea to pick up those extra credits in a very, uh, you know, intentional way. So actually my very first job out of college was working at Bowling Green State University where I was the assistant director of small group housing and Greek life. And I was the fraternity advisor for 21 fraternities. Oh, wow. because, um, that's, a, that's a whole nother show and a whole nother story about <laughs> And I knew that I did not want to do that after two years. So yeah. um, my husband was transferred to Youngstown, Ohio, and there were no jobs at Youngstown State. If anything, they were laying people off at the time. Um, this was in the mid-late mid 80s, and um, there was a job at the medical center there for a recruiter. And because of my 
different experiences and especially some of my coursework in um, counseling, things like that, I got the job as the head recruiter for the hospital. So I recruited everyone from the laundry room all the way to the CFO and everything in between, except for nurses. We did have a nurse, uh, a nurse recruiter who hired the, the nurses. Yeah, that's pretty tech, especially uh, technical, uh, very technical specialty. So yeah, that probably we don't want just anyone to do that. So so you were in recruiting for a while. What, what were you? How did you like that? Because a lot of our a lot of our clients they like to think, and a lot of people out there mistakenly think, oh, recruiters they just they pull you out of obscurity, kind of like the old Hollywood movies, you know, where they said, kid, you're gonna be a star. They, you know, and next thing you know, you're in Hollywood. They think recruiters work like that. Tell us a little bit about wow. your experience in recruiting. Well, I, I really decided that recruiting was not for me. It's It can be very transactional, um, at least for me and my personality type, which we can talk about later. But, you know, it was, it was posting positions and filing requisitions and sorting through resumes, interviewing candidates, offering people jobs. And I I thought there was going to be this real satisfaction in offering an individual a job. And while it's it's nice because you can hear them how excited they are once they do get the job. And mm-hmm. and really St. Elizabeth's was was the employer of choice at that point in time and probably and most large hospitals, you know, just like Parkview is here or some of the large hospitals in Indy, you know, they're great places to work with great benefits. Um, people are able to, you know, move up and grow. Um, a lot because of the internal promotion systems within a hospital. So it's a it's a great place to work. And while I love that work, it just was missing something. It was it was really missing something. So is that how you got back into higher ed? Oh well that was a really interesting part for me. Um, we moved a couple of times. My husband's jobs required us to travel. I ended up staying home for 18 years. I was an at-home mom for 18 years until my youngest was in kindergarten. And I had kind of been looking around thinking I wanted to go back to work looking and I bookmarked all the colleges and universities and just kept going back to their pages. And one day, all of a sudden a job showed up um, at Indiana Tech for a part-time 28 28 hour a week job, I think it was at the time as internship uh, coordinator. And I thought, God, this is great. I can take all this stuff I learned as a recruiter and turn around and use it in this way. Um, so for me, it was, it was great. And it really turned out to be um, what I would say is a really defining moment for me in terms of my philosophy on how we teach students the job search process um, and whatnot. Because everything we do, believe it or not, is because of why I did not hire someone. No, um, interesting. You know, a lot of the things that, that I teach students are because someone made that mistake and it took them out yeah. of the running for a position, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it really, and, and I say now, I, when I tell students the story, you know, if you do, we know that to find a job you love, you know, research tells us values, interests, personality, and skill set, what I call the VIPs. Those four areas have to all work together. And and me, you know, the value of helping others was missing in Mm -hmm. as a recruiter. And while that um, is nice, like I said, to offer someone a job, there's nothing better than when a student comes 
and tells you, I got the job or I got the internship. Thank you for your help. Thanks for helping me get the skills I needed. And I'm sure you guys know this up one side and down the other. It's so satisfying to know that you've, you've helped somebody reach their career goals and to do oh, it. Most definitely, yeah. So um, that definitely, I don't even remember your question now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, we were talking about you. <laughs> so that's a good thing. We're on a tangent. <laughs> just, yeah, everyone at home should know. Cindy and I know each other. We, we worked together because I worked once upon a time yeah. at Indiana Tech. So I'm very familiar with, with, uh, with her work. And there's a reason she's on here, folks, because she, she knows what she's talking about. Uh, that's great. And then you've lived it. That's the important yes. thing that you're sharing with your students. And Indiana Tech prides itself in the fact that their instructors, not just their, you know, the formal professors and, and associated adjuncts, but the people who work there are truly our professionals. And that is something that they have been able to leverage quite heavily over the past decade. Yeah. And, and grow at an exponential leaps and bounds because they're vocationally focused, but they're not just a Votech school, they're an actual right. college, a university. I mean, all the way up through PhD. So yes. there's my little plug for Indiana Tech, oh. go Warriors. <laughs> I did not get paid for that, though if you wanna send me a check, I can get you an address, just email me. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's great. And, and you know, I, I, I agree with you. And working with students and seeing that that light come on because I used to work with the IT students working with their resumes yeah. and, and helping them figure out some of their internship stuff. It was great to see those lights come on and just see that, that raw passion for, again, the values, you know, the, their, yeah. their strengths because Cindy and I are both been strengths coaches yes. as well. Go Gallup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and learning about what makes a person tick and then helping them find the job that fits, not just any old job, but the job that fits. Yeah. So, yeah, that was sort of my, the question I was going to segue in. What, what excites you the most about helping people with their career direction? And, and where do you see, how do you think, what, what's your take on 2020? Uh, things are really kind of topsy-turvy right now, higgledy-piggledy. What's a professional's take? Well, I tell you, we are, we are busy. We are very busy in terms of reaching out to us. Um, there's a lot of jobs that a lot of people are trying to fill. And I, I, I know probably for a certain segment of the population, it's not a good time to be looking for a job, but for new college graduates, it, it is a good time. Or for people who are looking to move up, especially, you know, in certain fields. Um, so I think the big thing right now is that students really need to focus on a couple of different things. They need to, if they aren't able to do internships, they need to be trying to focus on things they can do to make themselves more, um, you know, employable mm -hmm. once things do start picking up and or if in lieu of an internship. One of the things we're really talking about now is, is like Parker Dewey, which is a platform that um, is for micro internships, which are really project-based mm -hmm. project internships that are done remotely. So that's oh. something students can do. We encourage them to look at getting certificates, um, taking online courses. Uh, one of my interns took an advanced, advanced Excel course um, just because he, he was back home. He couldn't do an internship. So he decided to take some free or um, low cost courses. Um, I think it's a good time to do research, research companies you're interested in. I think it's a good time to do informational interviews. I think it's a good time to work on your resume, <laughs> you know, if you have it, yeah. if you need to, you know. Yeah. 
Um, so I think there's a lot that people can do. And I think one of the big things they need to do, though, is really focus on um, those virtual interviewing skills. How do I how do I do this? Can I get some feedback? We've got a couple of great tools in the Career Center where students can go in and do a mock uh, virtual interview that is mm. the pre-recorded kind of thing where someone asks a question and then the student responds. And then our team can go in and give the student feedback based on how many ums they had or um, um. <laughs> just like Toastmasters, yeah. Yeah, you know, just in general, how they look, how they talk. Um, and so those are those are great tools to be able to use. We have mock interviews coming up here at the end of the month where we have both face-to-face -face and virtual mock interviews going on with real employers, not the career wow. staff, which is an, another one of those examples of how I view differently. Most career centers do mock interviews, but the career center staff will do those mock interviews. And to me, that's just not scary enough or real, <laughs> enough, if you will, uh, because if the, the students know us. And so it, it doesn't have the same level of realness that having, you know, someone from Schneider Electric or Bosch or, you know, rural sourcing, uh, meeting with them for 30 minutes, 20 minutes of asking questions, 10 minutes of feedback. So it's a real kind of experience for the students and one that they're terrified to do but after they do it they're really glad that they did so and you know I, I know a lot of adults they have the same problem you you did the word terrifying that's the right word for interviews yes. because they are terrifying I, people stay in the same job year after year just because oh yeah they can dust off their resume but they don't want to risk that rejection so no. oh yeah i hear you one of the things that we did here um, was that we added paraprofessionals to do to make critiques and that boosted our numbers by like 40 percent it was crazy because the students weren't coming in they we weren't going to be disappointed in them they were just going to be talking with another student and they were so much more receptive to that and it freed up my staff um, to be able to really do the programming and other things that they need to do because reviewing, you know, reviewing a resume, we can teach students, um, you know, some basic things that they need to do. Now, our resumes are real different from the work you guys do. You're, you guys are working with much more seasoned people. So, um, you know, but for our, for somebody who's a freshman in college, you know, paraprofessionals can help them through putting together that first resume. So, um, yeah, those are some of the things that we're seeing for 20, 2020, 2021. But employers, I think our postings this month were up 35% over the same period last year, which, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy because there was a lot of jobs that had been left unfilled even before this all hit. So now, now curiosity, uh, you're working, we, we've talked a little bit about more of your traditional on-campus students. I know Indiana Tech also deals with adult students, and yeah. there are people who are... 40, 50, sometimes even older, 60, uh, oh, absolutely. or even in their 20s, people who have never finished a degree, want to get a second degree, want to pivot into a new career, and they decide, eh, maybe I want to go back to school. What sort of, uh, what do you find with the adult learners who come back in and they get a degree and they have a brand new minted certificate or, uh, or they've taken coursework, how do they leverage that? Uh, what advice can you give them that they can leverage that to get into that next career position or advance? 
Right. I think it, it depends. Now, a, a good number of our students, like you said, come with um, some credits that they picked up along the way. They might have started as a traditional age. Life got in the way. Now they're going back. Um, but a lot of them are already working in a position where if they want to move up with the company, they need a degree that they can go further with the company until they um, get more education. So with those folks, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. They've already got a path kind of cut out for them that if they go back to school, and in a lot of cases, the employer is actually paying for them to go back to school. So yeah, it's a benefit. Um, those, yeah. those folks are, are a decent, good number, I'd say a third easily, if not more, of our students. So that's a, a little bit different conversation that someone who has never been to school before and or who's working in you know, a service industry, retail, whatnot, and they, they want to do something different. I, I do think you have to be in, intentional about how you uh, progress through your degree, what classes you take, um, and also think about possibly if you're not working in the field you want to go into, possibly moving into it. For, for example, um, one strategy we use with accounting students is if you're working in a factory and you want to be an accountant, you know, you're going to need to make a move, you know, maybe get your associates, then make a move to some type of accounting field, especially if it could be, um, you know, a large organization where you could continue to move up in the organization as if, um, you know, as in a hospital or other large companies. But that's, that's one way that they can start to make the transition to the field. Um, for some folks, we're going to encourage them to do an internship um, if can. And for some folks, they can do that because they're totally going to school. Um, we've got a lot of, you know, stay-at-home moms, that kind of thing, who can make arrangements to fit an internship in, especially if it's part-time. But getting experience in the field is key. And it, it it's going to make a big, big difference uh, in terms of getting the money they want to get when they get that first job. Um, because most employers want to see, you know, they say one to three years experience and they expect that from a new graduate. So that means, you know, they need to get that either in an internship or, you know, show it that they're working in a part-time job. You might be working in accounts receivable, payable, yeah. uh, and looking to move on to accounting. So um, some of it is, is just kind of depends too. You know, some of it you can turn around and turn it into, if it's a field you're working in, you know, say you're a delivery driver for a company, you know, sometimes saying what you know about, you know, routes and things like that can move into logistics. So some, some fields you can utilize your experience and use it, use that, or you can, um, like I said, look at other areas to gain experience. Volunteerism, uh, for example. I oh, mean, I, absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've, you know, I have folks who might, you know, volunteer at their church to help um, you know, with when they need to hire people in terms of an HR. A lot of folks will do HR internships at a nonprofit, things like that, where they can volunteer to help out. A lot of people will also um, see if they can't get some experience with their company in the department. I have a lot of folks who will, again, work in a factory, but say, hey, can I, can I spend some time in the HR department? learning what you do and how it works. And they're successful yeah. in that kind of way. So it, it really, you know, it's just like anything else. You want to come up with an individualized plan based on 
you know, what, what the student is coming in with and where they want to be. How do we get you from where you are now to where you want to be? That sounds familiar. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Cindy, thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. You've, you've got some, got some great advice out there and hopefully people watching and listening today can take something away. And if they want to reach out to you, all they have to do is oh, Google yeah. Indiana tech and you'll find it. And it's yep. a big university. You can't miss it. <laughs> or go on LinkedIn and just look yeah. for Cindy Price Produce on LinkedIn. I've got about 9,000 contacts on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. And I'm always yeah. sharing information there. And that's where you should be, LinkedIn. I mean, that's, that's ultimately, you know, that's, that's a whole nother story or a whole nother episode of, of how you can improve your LinkedIn. But thank you everyone uh, for listening today. And thank you, Cindy, for joining us. And if anyone wants to find out more, uh, how do you can take charge of your career, please visit our website or reach out to us on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll put a link for this, for Indiana Tech, for Cindy's LinkedIn as well on, the, on this podcast. Uh, please like and share this content if you found it helpful. Uh, we, and remember, referrals are our favorite form of support. So share, spread the word that, you know, if you want help with your career, it's out there. And if you're an alumni, go to your university. If you're stuck, ask them for help. Yes. Cindy will attest to this. It's what they do. <laughs> Stay safe, folks. Hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason.